talk about rough greens. How about that? Rough greens, Pat. You know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. You get a do you have. I have two. I have two dogs now. Unfortunately, we lost President Miles uh, he, after, 18, I know that's after sad. eighteen years. You um, were you, uh, you were probably devastated, right? Oh because my gosh, of course. Even though you know it's coming, you mm -hmm. know it's eighteen years is a it's really a long, long time, time for a dog. But his last years were a lot of enjoyment of rough greens, you know, and and like you see this sort of th thing with our younger dogs. You they love it, of course. They dive into the rough greens, but also. It's one of those things where you see their energy improves and they seem to be healthier and, and like and that's the type of thing that you can't you can't put a price on honestly when it comes to your right. dogs you want to do the best thing for them yep uh you know dog food is dead food uh plain and simple we've all heard how rough greens can uh brought brought you uh, uno back uh from uh mm -hmm. from the abyss it seemed like uh and uh, glenn's talked about that many times check it out roughgreens.com slash back roughgreens.com slash back or 833 glenn 33 833 g-l-e-n-n 33 or roughgreens.com slash back Stu for Glenn, who's on vacation this week. Uh, more on the Donald Trump situation. It's just a, this is just flat out astounding. And uh, and Biden's response to it, and also just his general demeanor yesterday was just amazing. And it, if this were Donald Trump, who couldn't read, couldn't speak, stumbling over everything, uh, making stuff up out of out of hand it would be all cnn talked about for the next month uh but it's completely ignored with biden anyway we'll get to that and much more in about one minute donna wrote in about her experience with relief factor she said i couldn't use my right hand because it was so swollen with arthritis i used to wake up screaming in pain even but I woke up this morning and my right hand isn't even swollen, let alone painful. I think I'll be able to start sewing again. I'm amazed at this wonderful product, Rough Greens. Oh no, sorry, Relief Factor. We just did Rough Greens. We were just talking about Rough Greens. It'd be weird if she put Rough Greens on. That would. That would be really yeah, weird. Yeah, that'd be like that horse paste thing that people yeah. were using. Yeah, that's know? that's for your dogs. The Rough <laughs> Greens are for your dogs. Relief Factor <laughs> is for you. Uh, and thank God Donna had it because it's changed her life. Maybe you've tried a lot of different things to combat your pain and nothing's worked. But why not try Relief Factor? The three-week quick start is only $19.95. It's a trial pack. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start. Again, relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Here's some of what Donald Trump truthed. Yesterday on Truth Social, uh, the corrupt Biden administration has informed my attorneys that I have been indicted, seemingly over the boxes hoax. I didn't know he was calling it that. The boxes, the boxes hoax. hoax. I like that. <laughs> Even though Joe Biden has 1,850 boxes at the University of Delaware, additional boxes in Chinatown, D.C., 
He's renamed D.C. Chinatown because Hmm. of uh, Biden's involvement with Hmm. the Chinese. Uh, With even more boxes at the University of Pennsylvania and documents strewn all over his garage floor where he parks his Corvette and which is secured by only a garage door that's paper thin and open much of the time. I've been summoned to appear at the federal courthouse in Miami on Tuesday at 3 p.m. I never thought it possible that such a thing could happen to a former president of the United States who received far more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country and is currently leading by far all candidates, both Democrat and Republican, in polls of the 2024 presidential election. And then he finishes off with, I am an innocent man. So, uh, interesting take from Donald Trump yesterday on what's going on. Trump is obviously very focused on his defense here. We've Mm -hmm. been talking about the case against him and whether it's something we should really be worried about as a country. Uh, You know, one of the things, one of the things we should probably, though, think about is we've talked about how the government has been unfair to Donald Trump many, many times. We've covered all the accusations against him over the years most of which turned out to be kind of nothing, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times early on, they would say they had all this evidence and then it would kind of fall apart under the microscope. And we all kind of had this sense. I think most people on the right have this sense of, look, the, the Biden administration will do whatever they can to, to destroy Donald Trump. They'll come after him. They'll, they'll, you know, the media is doing the same thing and they are using the apparatus of the government to target Donald Trump and hurt him and punish him. I think we all believe that's true, right? I, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not overstating. No, I don't think it is the case, is it? So, if we believe that, what do we think happens here? I, I think a lot of people have not come to this realization that yeah. if you combine what you believe about what the government's trying to do mm-hmm. with the fact that they have the power and the fact that they've indicted him multiple times, what makes you believe this doesn't end with him in prison? That's a good question. I'm not saying it would whether be it's right. a distraction or not. Yeah, that could be the result. Yeah, because if you believe that the if you believe he's really being targeted and they have this power, that's mm-hmm. where you'd think this would end up. Now, mm-hmm. of course, there's one probable way he can avoid it, which is winning the election, right? Yeah, or someone on the Republican side who's friendly to him winning the election. Many of these candidates have already kind of come out and said, like, look, if if I win, I'm going to pardon Donald Trump because this is this is crazy. But you have to believe that if Joe Biden has the power, they're going to do everything they can to use it to put Donald Trump behind bars. I mean, they may very well do this here. It's a real thing that could happen. A lot of this stuff feels fake and silly. Like, you know, the um, the the author that was suing him for sexual assault and like couldn't remember what year it was. And, you know, like some mm-hmm. of this stuff seems so silly. It was a civil case. It didn't seem to have any credibility whatsoever. So it's kind of easy to, to push to the side. And I think that's uh, that's how I feel with the, with this case in a lot of ways, in that it doesn't seem to be to be a, at all a serious case. But we don't make these decisions. Mm-hmm. The, D, the Biden DOJ is making them currently. It reminds me <laughs> of people who say, well, I don't care if they're watching everything I do. I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah, you're not the one who decides. What you're doing yeah. is wrong or right. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not the one who gets to choose that. And just like we're not the ones who decide whether or not Donald Trump goes to jail. So it is a possibility. It, you know, they want to keep him out of office so badly. Yeah. That I think they'll do You think they'd stop anything. at that? You think they'd stop no. at some, some, some precedent? 
setting uh, you know jail time? I don't think so. No, I mean, they'll do no, whatever they, they can to destroy this guy. I think we all yep. know that inherently. And yet, I think when it comes down to what this could look like at the end, we kind of think, oh, well, eh, it's just an election tactic, or they won't really go through with it. They may very well go through with it. They're in the middle of going through with it (laughs) right now. They're trying to go through with it. Um, So one of the big uh, charges against Donald Trump, and one of the things you're going to hear a lot about in the coming days, is this audio tape they have. And this is, I would say, central to Mm. the case against Trump. An audio tape where they say a a central point of Donald Trump's defense is dismantled. Okay. One of the things Trump has said over and over again is I can, I'm the president of the United States. I can declassify these things. I can declassify them even by thinking about them. This was the way he's talked about it. Now, there's legal questions around that, I would would say. Uh Uh, But like he does have pretty much uh, unlimited power to declassify things as president of the United States. He does not have that power once he leaves office, of course. He can just declassify them when he's in office. Now, he does not. There's a lot of questions about whether what process you have to go through. Some courts have said you got to go through some some established process. Some have indicated basically you don't have to do much of anything to declassify documents. That'll be fought out in the courts. But like there's a serious legal argument on Donald Trump's side to say that basically if he says they're declassified while he's president, they are declassified. And that would clear him from some of the issues that he's dealing with here they would not be classified documents anymore therefore a lot of this could theoretically go away one of the things that the the prosecution has here if you will is an audio tape of donald trump talking to his autobiographer um this has been talked about and rumored for a while now multiple news organizations are um reporting that they have heard it or can they're saying they they can confirm the details it's a little weird the way they're wording it they're not necessarily saying hey i just listened to this tape and here's what it says they're saying like here's the tape here's what the tape says according to sources so it's really important to understand the tape might not even exist honestly the media has been so bad with this stuff at this point i I don't even know if the Mm -hmm. tape exists let alone says what they say it says but it's important for you to know what they are what their attacks are so you can know if they should be fought back against and how to fight back against them. So the tape basically is a tape between Donald Trump talking to his autobiographers there. And this totally supports the idea that he held onto these documents because he believed it would exonerate him against people accusing him of things, right? Mark Milley is a guy we all know, the general that, that has now become a Trump um, opponent has criticized him publicly, but was working with Trump at the time. And he apparently um, is talking about Milley. He's complaining about a, a, meet, a meeting with Milley. And he says this, he's uh, Milley said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't that amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look, this was him. So he apparently at this point is showing to his biographers, not autobiographers, biographers, um, that I, he has the paper. He has it in his hand. You can hear papers rustling around. They presented me with this, Trump says. This is off the record, but they presented me with this. This was him. He's talking about Millie. This was the Defense Department and him. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. All sorts of stuff. <laughs> Who is he saying it is then? He, Millie. Yeah, okay. He's saying it's Millie. He's saying it's so him. Trump is saying it's him. It's Millie. Oh, so right. Millie had But he's the only idea. said it like 30 times <laughs> right. in one paragraph. That's so true. I was confused. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going. I want to make sure I'm directly quoting. And this is, you know, you know how Trump speaks. I know. Speaks. I love it. 
I love it. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> he's basically saying Millie's the guy who wanted to invade Iran, not me. Okay, okay. that's basically what mm-hmm. he's saying here to his biographers. He says all sorts of stuff, pages long. Look, wait a minute. Let's see here. I just found. Isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know, except it's like highly confidential, secret. This is secret information. Look, look at this. So he is saying he knows it's confidential. He knows it's secret. And he's showing it to his biographers to essentially provide a defense for himself against these accusations that he was the guy that wanted to invade Iran. Mm. Um, Now, he says this was done by the military and given to me. And he says in this audio tape, reportedly, again, I'm heavily hanging on that. You might think that's uh, paranoid, but at this point, we cannot be too sure. This is what CNN and the New York Times and others are reporting. But he says also, as president, I could have declassified, but now I can't. So he's acknowledging that it's confidential. He's acknowledging that it's secret. And he's acknowledging that he did not declassify it while president. At least that's according to what... The media is saying this is the central piece of the case against Trump here. They're trying to say, okay, he knew this stuff was secret. He knew uh, that he was doing the wrong thing. He knew he hadn't declassified them. And yet he was going this way anyway. Now, I think it's important to note that Donald Trump says a lot of things that are not legalistic. I don't know if anyone's noticed this about him. You know, if he were to say, this is sort of like saying, okay, well, Donald Trump, uh, um, he said uh, in a in a tax filing that he his property had depreciated and it was not in great shape. And then he went on TV and said it was the best building ever. <laughs> We've caught him. Donald Trump brags about stuff. This is not new information. We all kind of know he does this. And the fact that he was trying to make this document look more important to his biographer is not at all surprising. Right? This is how he talks. Now that's not going to help him in a courtroom. The fact that we all know that he kind of says stuff is not going to help him in a courtroom. But in reality, we all know that he does say stuff like this. He makes definitive statements that are that make things look larger than they are. Now, this may have been a top secret document. Maybe it was. I don't know. But the fact that he says it was a top secret document does not mean much. Honestly, he's that's just the sort of stuff that he does. In addition to that. Um, it's not surprising necessarily that you that he would be saying um, that he had not declassified it. I I've, uh, I don't think that was ever a real legal defense. It was more of a public defense, right? Like mm-hmm. I, the fact that he his defense is I thought I thought about it when I was president, and that meant they're declassified. <laughs> it's not really a legal defense. It's just showing how much power he has as president, which is true. He does have a ton of power as president. Um, but like stepping back from the again legalistic part of this. The fact that he had a document in his possession about an invasion of Iran that exonerated him from a claim being made by others that he was the one that wanted to go to war is something that you can totally understand he would want, right or wrong, and you can totally see um, how this would not be a central case against his governing style, right? The fact that he keeps a document saying that he does not want to invade Iran because people are saying he did is very (laughs) central to what Donald Trump would do. He would want to prove he Mm -hmm. was right. He would want to prove his defense. He's been accused of a million things and he wants to be able to show that he was innocent of these things, right? 
So, like, you can understand why he'd want to keep a document like that. And he, you can understand why if he gave that back to the government as they requested, he would no longer have the evidence needed to provide his defense. You can understand exactly. all of this. Yeah. And you can understand this Definitely. is not him selling it to Iran. It's not him selling it to Russia. It's not him trying to win some contract with somebody and giving this to them as as a bribe. Right. He's not betraying the country. Right. He's, he's not just, committing treason. He's trying to defend himself exactly. against people who are falsely accusing him of things. Mm-hmm. That might not he, that might not be a th- something that gets him out of trouble legally. But I doubt the American people would really see that as a massive scandal. The fact that he's holding mm-hmm. onto a document he's already seen so that he can show that other people aren't lying about him <laughs> is not the type of thing you if indict a sitting president over federally. I mean, it's just... I don't and, know. Yet, and yet, here, here we are. Here we are. More coming up in one minute. Uh, to celebrate the launch of the new American history books for kids from the Tuttle Twins, they want to send your family to Boston for historical vacation. You'll never forget. We were just talking how important historical documents are. And I'll tell you this. when you, How many times has Glenn been able to shut a reporter up when he pulls out a document and it just shows the from 1785 that says the opposite of what the reporter is saying. It's an incredibly powerful tool. Knowing history is so important. And it'll make your kids different than other kids. It'll make your kids have a real foundation. When, when others come to them and they say, hey, you know, uh, actually, um, let me tell you about critical race theory. When they know the actual facts about this, they're going to be much more um, equipped, but much better equipped to actually push back against this and carry on your values into the future. Not just, you worry about kids going off to college and falling away. Well, some kids don't. And the kids that don't have real foundations. The Tuttle Twins, the whole experience exists to provide your kid that foundation. And now they can even send you to Boston to check out the real uh, historical sites themselves. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, order the book. You got to get this. My kids love these books. And you can get entry, entry info to uh, their uh, vacation giveaway, all the official rules and all that stuff, all the legalistic stuff. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, order the book, get the giveaway details. No purchase is necessary to enter the giveaway. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com for more information. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So yesterday was a really fun day for America, of course. All the things with Donald Trump being indicted. Uh, We also had Joe Biden hosting British Prime Minister Rishi uh, Sunak at the White House. But uh, before we show you what transpired yesterday, let me go back to last year, maybe like a year ago, when Biden told us what Rishi Sunak's name was and, uh, and that he'd been named Prime Minister. And whether it's the United Kingdom or just today, we've got news that Rashid, Rashid, Rashid is now the prime minister. As my brother would say, go figure. Interesting, isn't it? And the conservative party. Uh, that's interesting. Huh? Uh, yeah. Well, he seems to be saying, go figure. They elected a guy who's of... Indian descent? Uh, Prime Minister? (laughs) Plus, he got his name wrong. It's not Rashid Sunuk. It's Rishi Sunak. But he 
shows his racism on a regular basis, and it's completely ignored every time. Every time. It's so weird. You just said his name, and it's unusual, I guess, for uh, a name from somebody who speaks English, right? It's obviously from uh, India or somewhere in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So... His brother would say, go figure on, like, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, this guy became In the conservative party. In other words, yeah. like, these the conservatives actually elected someone who wasn't white. Like, that's kind of what he's saying, I guess? It's hard for me to actually trace his thought patterns, mostly. I think it's exactly what he's saying. He's just so bad. And he's saying it again about a person of Indian descent. In Delaware, the <laughs> Remember this? growth in population uh-huh. is Indian Americans oh. moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven mm-hmm. or a Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> unless you have a slight Indian accent. To fully, am I, I'm not joking. He's not joking. He's not. No, he's actually being racist. He's not joking about no, being racist. He, like, he's showing you he is one. Yeah, it's not a, a like a racially based joke that he thought would be funny even though he didn't believe it. He actually does believe it. He right. does believe it. Right. So then uh, Biden forgets Sunak's title yesterday and can't come up with Winston Churchill's name. All in the same general sentence. But we should totally have elected him. Well, Mr. President, yeah, yeah. Mr. President I just promoted you, Mr. Prime Minister. It's great to have you. Second balcony you see, the first balcony you see going up. So, at any rate, and there's an awful lot of stories that are told, probably a bunch apocryphal about uh, um, uh, the former prime minister. Uh, uh, I think baths of the... Anyway. Wandering so, around at three yeah. in the morning. Yeah, Winston Churchill <laughs> bothering, uh, bothering Mrs. Roosevelt. Yeah. So you, you are... He can't come up with Winston Churchill's name there. He's... Uh, uh, <laughs> It really, every day, it, it makes your jaw drop. It really does. That this man mm-hmm. is somehow president of the United States. It's, it's somehow remarkable. became the most powerful man on earth. It is. I mean, and you think, like, every once in a while he can speak normally. He sounds like normal. The fact that he can't seem to, to project his voice at all. It's yeah. so shallow. Yeah. I mean, bad. I can barely even hear him in these clips. <laughs> it's really incredible. I know. All right. We got more to come. On the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu coming up. The Glenn Beck program. When we lose one of our service members or first responders, the tragedy just, you know, doesn't just end on that day, especially for their families. Who's there to help them pick up the pieces? Well, it's tunnel to towers. When veterans who have served our country end up living on the streets, who reaches out with a hand of help? Let's well, tunnel to towers. This foundation is in the line of duty programs. The Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Veteran Homelessness programs are all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. And their Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. They host over 80 runs, walks, and climbs per year. They have dozens of golf outings and barbecues. They also work to educate kids of all ages to help our nation never forget what happened on that day. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation goes to its programs. Check them out for yourself today. They're a great organization. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. It's T, the number two, T.org. Tunnel to Towers, a fantastic organization doing great work. T2T.org. 
Don't forget to use the promo code GLENN, G-L-E-N-N, for $10 off your subscription at blazetv.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. Uh, there's an interesting new Gallup poll out. Um, for about the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, seems like the split of conservative to liberal in this country has been fairly even. I mean, usually, uh, I remember in years past, conservatives outnumbered liberals by a little bit. You wouldn't think so because it's the liberals and their policies that we're always being beaten over the head with. But that's just because as conservatives, we like to just live our lives and, uh, you know, not show up with a cardboard sign on a street corner when everybody else is at work. And conservatives don't do that because they're at work, too. (laughs) Liberals, they got nothing better to do. You know, they're unemployed um, and they got nothing to do but write something on a sign and go out and hold it up. But uh, according to this latest values and beliefs survey done by Gallup, um, 40% of Americans identify as conservative. 26% is liberal. That's a that's a 14% split. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's interesting. How, and that split, it, that split has existed before. It's not a completely new that, that big? Yeah. Has it? I don't know if it's been that big. Maybe a little bit less than that. It's an interesting one, though, because it, it shows that mm-hmm. it really tells a lot about those words in particular. I think there's a lot of Democrats who consider themselves conservative Democrats, right? Even if, even though Gosh, we I'd would, like to meet them. <laughs> Just, I think I'd love to meet you know them. I think you I think you do meet a lot of them is in the African-American and Hispanic oh, communities yeah, probably. Um, who are very yeah. you know, socially conservative and don't see themselves as crazy liberals. They don't see themselves as woke, mm-hmm. but tend to vote Democrat. You know, tend to still vote Democrat for whatever reason. Um, I would say uh, ill-advised reasons in my in my mind, but mm-hmm. but do that. You know, you almost like if you were to say, "Hey, you're a conservative Democrat." Some people will you can see that person. We just talked about them. Can you picture who the liberal Republican is? Who would again self-identifies as a liberal Republican? We could all point to many Republicans many. we think are too liberal, but like people who say, "Yeah, no, I'm a proud liberal Republican." Not very common, no. right? There's a lot of Joe Manchin types out there that will say, I'm a conservative Democrat, even though he's not a conservative Democrat. He's, he's just a Democrat. But he's more conservative than AOC, right? Oh, yeah, and he's probably a real Democrat as opposed to yeah. a Marxist like AOC, right. Joe Biden, or just about anybody else who is in leadership in that party. Um, this is kind of interesting, too. So 40% conservative, 26% liberal. 31% consider themselves moderate, somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what a lot of people like to identify with because it seems nicer. Yeah, noncommittal. Uh, yeah, you less know. extreme. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so you say, yeah, I'm, I'm really moderate, I guess. I'm conservative on some things and not so conservative on others. But uh, it, it it's, uh, it's the first time in a while I've seen a split quite that big. Um, so... You would think that would give us a shot, that would give conservatives a shot at winning the presidential election in a year and a half, wouldn't you? I mean, you'd like to believe that. You hope that's the case, because if if it doesn't turn out that way, we're in uh, really, really deep trouble. 
Yeah, uh, I I agree. And it shows that there's real growth opportunities, I think, for conservatives who can say, hey, look, you know, we're going to bring to you a sensible package that that does not alienate uh, all of your views, um, but connects with you on a lot of the stuff that makes people say that they are conservative. I think people want to run away from the AOC wing. A lot of Democrats really do see that as different. You know, they Mm -hmm. they they don't want to be that person. Now, I think, unfortunately... When you vote for the even moderate, what you think is a moderate Democrat, you wind up empowering AOC. Look at the difference in voting between the moderate Democrat and AOC. It's almost impossible to find. There's, when you're talking about people who are in office, those people vote in lockstep on the Democratic side. You can find a real difference between uh, you know, Lindsey Graham and some Freedom Caucus member. There's a real Mm-hmm. massive gap between those two mm-hmm. and we can cite mansion and cinema as a couple of i guess you'd call them moderate democrats technically uh cinema's an independent now but uh, you can talk about them as moderate democrats and there are a couple of those people not many they still yeah. vote in lockstep 90 percent of the time even when they do supposedly exist and what's happened lately i think is that a lot of conservatives have sort of fallen for the uh, theory that maybe RFK Jr. is one of those sort of conservative Democrats, that he's more moderate, that he's in the middle. I mean, he said some really great things if you weren't a big fan of uh, mandated vaccines or getting a shot at all. Mm-hmm. He said some great things about the border, although... Uh, it's a new one uh, yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's it- really good on f- uh, cryptocurrency. Really yeah. good on that. He has been really good at that, which is, you know, I don't know, odd in some ways. I guess I wouldn't. It is. I wouldn't normally place that on his platform, but I, I give him credit on that. He's he's been good on that. So if you, but when you dig into his policy positions just a little bit further, all right, on those three issues, yeah, we, you know, and you mentioned this last hour. Conservatives love it when they can connect with a liberal on anything, mm-hmm. and we want to talk to them and we want to praise them. You know, it's a lot like Bill Maher. Every once in a while, he shows some real common sense. And you're like, wow, look at this. Uh, well, then you dig into, all right, where where really is RFK Jr. on, on policy positions? So I looked it up yesterday. Um, and he was asked a whole series of questions to which he mostly responded yes or no. How about raising taxes on the rich? Yes, he's in favor of that. Do you support increasing taxes for the rich in order to reduce interest rates for student loans? Yes. Uh, Do you favor teaching critical race theory in our public schools? Yes. Should government pay for college? Yes. Should there be more climate regulations in the United States? Mm -hmm. Yes. Should the federal government continue to fund Planned Parenthood? Yes. Again, these are JFK policy positions. JFK Jr. Um, I'm sorry, RFK. Yeah, <laughs> JFK. He would, have he would too not many, be a good candidate no, at all he would right not, now. Not yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, are you in favor of drilling in Anwar? RFK Jr. No. Are you in favor of building a wall on the southern border? No. Should Again, the, that the border one is the one I want to yeah. take a quick step on? He lately, over the past couple of weeks, has suddenly become some border hawk. Like uh-huh. I don't. It does not seem to be real to me. And now there is some consistency with old school Democrats on that. And that's part of what I think the appeal is among Democratic voters to RFK 
yeah um be, uh, junior because he he is consistent on like for example the anti-war aspect of the democratic party that has been ex- in existence forever right he's very anti-war and the rest of the party is all of a sudden really hawkish and really hawkish all of a sudden out of nowhere so like mm-hmm. he's connecting with some of those voters um the vaccine thing is another one like that one has been around obviously for a long time and and you know certainly lots of crossover between conservatives who oppose mandates and and other aspects of the vaccine stuff um there's consistency and, and and but remember that that has always been largely a movement on the left i mean it was jenny mccarthy mm-hmm. it was uh you know, uh, RFK Jr. has been for a long time the voice of of this movement, and he's been obviously on the left. You know, Jim Carrey when he was married to uh, to uh, or Jenny McCarthy, another uh, mm-hmm. big moment there. I, I I mentioned this article a while ago because it was hilarious, but it was a um, an article. It's 2015, an article from the New York Post, I think it was. That here's the top ten. Um, uh, Top ten out anti-vax um, uh, faces of the anti-vax movement, or something in, in celebrity culture, and so they listed them, and almost every single one of them was a left-wing figure, mm. with one exception. <laughs> Can you guess who it was? One exception. One guy on the right who was listed as one of these top ten faces of the anti-vax movement. I. Mm. I probably should know. No, you I won't. Don't you won't? Like, Donald Trump, because Donald. I was Trump, going to say Donald you, Trump, and yet, <laughs> and yet he's that, responsible for warp speed. Right now, he's the one guy. <laughs> the one thing conservatives seem to have a problem with Donald Trump on is Operation Warp Speed. Back then, he was the face of the anti-vax My movement gosh. on the right because he had made some, you know, can, you know, comments oh, wow. about autism or whatever. Yeah. And then you have uh, all the other ones were all left-wingers, and now all those people are probably out there mandating that you go get a shot. Like, none of this makes any sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Anyway, so go. you're neither, back to RFK. Neither, by the way, does warp speed. That's not possible. You can't hit warp speed. Oh, really? Yeah. According to the theory of relativity from Newton, mm. the closer you get to the speed of light the bigger your mass becomes so that by the time you would get there, you would slow down so much that you'd almost be going zero. The whole thing's a lie. It's a lie. It's all a lie. Don't buy into it. (laughs) Don't buy into warp speed. It's not real. Uh, Should the government, back to RFK Jr., should the government support a separation of church and state by removing references to God on money, federal buildings, national monuments? Yes, is his policy position. Guy's not a conservative. Not at all. No. How about universal basic income? You you oh favor that? Goodness. Yes. Yes, he is. Oh, my God. Do, do you support Common Core? Yes. Yes, he does. Oh, my God. Oh, how about, how about hydraulic fracking, which really saved this country when everybody else was going into recessions? No. No, there shouldn't be any. Um, would you increase or decrease military spending? decrease of course mm. do you support your big climate change guy how about renewable endless energy from nuclear energy no hmm. mm. <laughs> should the current estate tax be decreased no no it should not which is one of the is the most i think immoral tax yeah. on the face of this planet that somehow the government is due 50% of everything that you accrued during your lifetime, despite the fact that you paid taxes on it your entire lifetime already. Why should you have to pay again? Usually multiple times. Yeah, like man, you probably have times. invested it. It's probably paid again. Mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. you get taxed again because you die. <laughs> right. 
It's crazy. Yeah, that that is a pretty absolute rough one. insanity. So just a that's few that's an incredible positions. list. I mean, some of those I didn't yeah. even I didn't even know because I, you know, we all knew the climate thing was a big part of the RFK yes. situation. He, I mean, he was has gone to the point. Um, he that, really called people <clears throat> a traitor. Yeah, he called uh, it, uh, not just people. Let me give you a couple of the people: Rush Limbaugh and Glenn Beck. He called them traitors mm-hmm. and said they needed to be treated like traitors. Pat, in the Constitution, <laughs> what happens to traitors? Uh, they're put to death. They're put to death. He, I mean, put to death. He me, actually did say too. He wishes there was a law by which you could punish these people. Yeah, and then oh said, my gosh, talked about wow. uh, talk about being a traitor, and then went on to say when he was called out on say, hey, are you really calling for all these people's deaths? He said no. He'd rather just put them in prison for the rest of their lives. <laughs> okay, well that's people way better. Th- people that's who way better. disagree with him on climate change. This is amazing. An authoritarian He's not the guy. Yeah. to levels that no other candidate hits arguably would i like uh, to see he, him beat joe biden in a primary yes do i love the chaos he's bringing to that primary sure yes. i do yeah. but it's also important to separate that this guy would first of all would be a horrible president of the united states horrible mm-hmm. no matter what you agree with him on you may have found three or four things you agree with him on he would be a horrible president of the United States, a person willing to use his power to imprison his political opponents <laughs> who disagree with him on climate change. This is not a guy we should be like, oh, wow, let's run to him. He's a disaster. As we talked about on my show a few times, that's an amazing that's an amazing stance, too, for a guy who wants you to go with him on the hazard of vaccines, yeah. something uh, that virtually... You know, the most of the country, most of the mainstream accepts. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, we should get vaccinated against things and have our kids vaccinated. Even if you don't like this, you know, a particular vaccine or two, you, you right. know, the general concept of it is not particularly controversial outside of that movement. Yes. So, but he, does he grant the same sort of benefit of the uh, benefit of the doubt to people who deny that climate change is catastrophic? No. Right. No. No. He's not arguing. He is not arguing for the vaccine uh, for the vaccine stuff that you might agree with him on uh, on personal liberty grounds, though he makes that argument a lot. Mm-hmm. He'll talk about personal liberty a lot. That is not the actual reason he's making that argument. I mean, you can right. tell because he wants to steal other people who disagree with him all of their liberty completely. He wants to put them <laughs> yeah. behind bars for the rest of their lives. He wants to threaten them with something that is punishable by death. Amazing. By the way, you're listening to the Glenn Beck program. <laughs> and more coming up. Ugh. Ugh. All right. Um, Patriot Mobile. What a great company. Patriot Mobile. And if is. I could just throw this in. <laughs> yes. Uh, right before Patriot Mobile. Yeah. Isn't Glenn going to interview him sometime soon yes. after he gets back? And I'm sure that this conversation will come up. Yeah, that's going to be fun. You know, and it should. That is going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, look, they'll find plenty of ground to agree with, on. A sh- I'm sure. But I hopefully... He calls him out on all this stuff. I know he will. Uh, anyway, it seems like not that long ago when the third rail for conversation in business was the same as the dinner table, religion and politics. You listen to talk radio to talk about politics and religion. You, know, you, don't, want, you don't want to talk about that when you're selling a product. Well, normie capitalism is dead. It's, it's just gone. Uh, that's been murdered by the left. So what do you do? We have to come up with a parallel economy and Patriot Mobile is a great part of that parallel economy. They are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks, so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke politics. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military, veterans, and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your phone, keep your number two, go to patriotmobile.com slash beck or call 878 patriot 
Get free activation today with the offer code BACK. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there as well. Get the same dependable service and take a stand for your values. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 878-PATRIOT. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, uh, 888-727-BECK. Something that uh, has never happened before, a women's softball team won. I mean, they play a lot of games in softball. Mm-hmm. It's like baseball. You play, you know, 60, 70 games, depending on what tournaments you go to and if you make it as far as they did. Right. They were 61-1 and one on the season. Wow. Won their third straight softball championship. So that's incredible. Yeah, amazing. I mean, uh, I, I I would like to talk more about that, but I don't care because you just gave me a bunch of Kexi cookies. Yes, and now I'm fascinated by them instead uh, of you. The Kexi cookies are also delicious. Yes. We've got the Father's Day box, which includes this. Oh, I'm, my new favorite cookie. I've tried just a little bit of it, but it it is a, uh, a lemonade raspberry cookie. Oh, oh, so good. That sounds really good. Uh, but check out our Father's Day box. comes with all kinds of really delicious cookies. Kexi.com. And if you order now, it's guaranteed delivery by Father's Day. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, Kexi.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn. Uh, more is on the way. Hang in there. The Glenn Beck Program.